Cross Choke, a podcast from the Fight Life Ministries, is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our show, go to tflministries.com. Welcome to Cross Choke, a TFL podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Anderson. Each week, I'm joined by the one and only Dakota Rytan. We have combined experience in MMA, music, ministry, and food. We hope we add value to your day. Now, enjoy the show. Good morning, y'all. Good morning, y'all. I got my old hazelnut cup of coffee here. Cup of coffee? Where'd I just go? To Wisconsin? <laughs> cup of coffee? <laughs> oh, welcome to season two, episode 18 of Cross Shoka TFL Ministry Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Zach Anderson. I'm joined, like always, with the mystical Viking himself, wow. Dakota Rytan. What an honor. I, w- I was contemplating this week on what to call you. Like, you this, thought all week? That's like the hardest part of this whole thing. Is like, what am I going to call Dakota when it's my turn to do the intro? Anything but feminine, I'm okay with. Rhino. I, I was I was trying to like play off Rhino. I was going to do like the big Rhino. But usually I fail with that <laughs> second part. But Dakota, today we are joined by our first ever TFL corner man. The pioneering inventor of the leg Kimura. And the lemur pass, Jake Duran. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Jake here with TFL Revolution. Also, <laughs> if you may recall, it's true. I, he is actually part of the pioneering TFL Ministry podcast uh, team. That's right. So he's world renowned, dude. Like this, this is this is the man. Also, our like best friend, my best friend from life, <laughs> my brother. Jake, what's up? <laughs> what's up, guys? <laughs> well, I'm so glad you're here that we're able to pull this off. Uh, what time is it where this you're This is at? exciting. It is currently 3.50 p.m. over here. And here it, we are recording at 7.51. We're a little behind schedule this morning. Yeah, yeah just a little bit. But it's the weekend, man, and it's, it's a holiday. It's the weekend. So we're on the verge of uh, Independence Day. Do they do so? You're you're in Cairo, Egypt. We'll talk more about what you're doing and kind of where you are, that kind of thing, in a second. But do they do they recognize anything to do with American independence? <laughs> what a question! You know, can't can't say we're uh, lighting fireworks off tomorrow. But <laughs> that'd be cool. Here's a follow up question: Are you celebrating in any way tomorrow? Um, actually, yeah, we're going to have some friends over and we're going to barbecue some food That's cool. and just hang out. Yeah. Nothing too crazy, but no, there are no firework stands open. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing like that, but well, awesome brother. Well, we're, we're really glad we could pull this off and we're so happy for you to join us today. Yeah. I just want to say that I'm so happy to be here and like, while well, you guys are my best friends and like, 
I love you guys. Really, the podcast is one of my favorite things to listen to. Um, I look forward to it every week. So I'm super excited. Glad to be here. Awesome. Thank you, Jake. Well, let's open things up. You are listening to Cross Joke. Please leave us a review on your podcast service of choice and share with your friends. And remember, you can be part of the show by going to tflministries.com slash podcast and submit any questions, comments, or concerns. Just like one of our TFL cornermen did, Luis Lopez. So he said, hey guys, I recently had a discussion with some ministry friends about free will. They were asking how we can truly have free will if God already knows everything that will happen to us. I thought this would be a good question for the podcast, and I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about this. Thanks. Uh, Jake, do you have anything on the top of your head uh, in response to this question? For sure. I mean, there's definitely the whole conversation that we've talked about with like Calvinism versus Arminianism and the whole topic of like free will and like if God has ordained and planned everything, then is it truly free will? And like, but really I think in this specific question, if, uh, how could we truly have free will if God already knows everything that will happen? It's almost like they're not related, you know, because of course God already knows what's going to happen. He's God. I mean, he has all the power, all the authority on heaven and on earth yet because of his love, he gives us that free will. I think, what's important to note here is like the characteristic of God is loving and from his love, he gives us free will. Mm. And so I think that's like, of course, yeah, he knows everything that's going to happen, but because he's loving, he's not some like all powerful command you to do like every single thing in your life, but he gives us like that choice of free will. Yeah, You make so. an interesting point with saying the love and free will go together because only by choice is love possible mm -hmm. and only then can we freely choose God mm -hmm. you know therefore there's love in the relationship it's cool to think that they're not related topics because I think for a lot of people who battle with Christianity on an intellectual level that is definitely an argument that they have inside um, is thinking about free will I've had that conversation multiple times with people who think on on a more intellectual level versus like uh, a relationship level with God. And it's, I think that's a very good point that you made that they're really not related about free will and um, God being all knowing they're, they're separate topics. Yeah, that's good. And, and yeah. we're kind of in the balance of it all, you know, and there's so much that we can't quite possibly grasp about God, which is, Part For of this sure. too. We like. I, I don't really think we like that sometimes that we can't quite understand it fully. But this is one of those things where it's like God is completely sovereign. He knows all things. Yet we're able to choose freely. But He already knows what you're going to choose. But it doesn't take away from your free will mm -hmm. at all. Still. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. I guess God is God. Is, <laughs> is the answer. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you for writing in, Lewis. Hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight from us and the Cross Joke World. So, in other news, Dakota. This is our season two finale. I want to say a very special thank you to the Cross Show community for making this podcast what it is. Also, a special thank you to all our guest appearances, just like Jake. Yeah, thank you so much. Hey, that's why I'm here. Hey, 
a uh, just send the just send the check whenever we're done, huh? <laughs> yeah. um, also, we welcome your feedback and suggestions about season two, uh, what you'd like to see in season three. For some reason, Dakota, we laugh about this quite a bit, but I it know. seems like people don't really tend to ever give you or I legitimate critical feedback. That's because we're perfect. Let's just face it. <laughs> okay, so here's a quick story. That must be it. <laughs> here's a quick story because, I don't know, did I share this story before about the announcement video? Uh, yes. Did I? Yeah. Okay, with the But you can one. share it again. Um, who's that? Led Zeppelin? No, that ain't Led Zeppelin. Uh, no. Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're all, Ozzy Osbourne. They're, they're all the same thing. Yeah, anyways, this is a video I made with Ozzy Osbourne music in the background, and I thought it was hilarious. And so I shared it with, like, other ministry friends and be like, hey, what do you guys think about this? And nobody, like, ever said <laughs> that it was bad. Like, good and job, it was, buddy. It was horrible. They're like, oh, man, that's, that's good. Maybe it's, it's a little, little loud. loud. <laughs> so Dakota little... and I were like, oh, we'll go to you guys for honest feedback. <laughs> True. Uh, lastly, throughout the show, we're giving away two PSN codes, each good for $10. First come, first serve. The first one, your PlayStation's ready, is 36K595NXTE4M. That looks like team. It does look like team. TE4M. He's actually sitting there typing it into his. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, I got it right. Just come for serve. Wow. You hear the PlayStation? Beep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, with that out of the way, uh, just a, a, a quick specific thank you uh, truly to every listener who has, mm-hmm. has grown with us, has uh, been patient with us. We definitely don't know everything, uh, but we just love to talk about God, talk mm-hmm. about life, um, how we can make it practical. And uh, just kind of in the middle of all that, we just thank you for everybody who has supported us. And uh, season three, for kind of an ETA uh, of when season three will come around, we're thinking August. Take take July off, take a little break, reevaluate, come into season three ready to rock and roll. So mm-hmm. anyways, Dakota, do you know what time it is? Jake Duran. Duran. <laughs> I was hoping that meant three and two. Uh, yeah, that was my little my little attempt back in my and not Arabic. like don't speak. Somebody's <laughs> spying on us. Don't go back. I, I can't go from three to one in Arabic. I could I could go from one to three. That's what I was one two. Wahen is that juice? Toleta. So I guess you go toleta. You say juice. Mm, kinda. Uh, we'll, we'll What's this number two. again? Two. <laughs> In Arabic? I don't know now. Your lips look like they are about to fall off your face. I need more coffee. <laughs> Alright, Jake, you, you are the topic of the show. This is the first time our... Uh, Why am I asking you, Jake? What is this number? <laughs> well... In Morocco, it's different because they speak a silly Arabic. Yeah. Silly. So, so my, my Arabic uh, <laughs> knowledge is is kind of a dirty Arabic. How dare you? The, yeah. the Egyptian Arabic is like way more pristine. The Fransawis. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of what, a, I'm kind of a mutt. What changes, like what's the difference? What was the um, influence? The dialect in Morocco, the dialect in Morocco is very heavily influenced by the French. And so they have like a melting pot of mm. French, Spanish, and Arab culture. And so a lot, most Arabs, would not be able to understand anybody from Morocco. Wow. It's that bad. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, 
South Georgia. <laughs> yeah. What the? Yeah, when you you know when you get on the phone with customer service and you just can't understand what they're saying. Like, Hello, darling. They're still speaking English, but <laughs> or like UK. You don't know. Like what? Or the like heck? Australia. Oh, that's. Crazy. But it's not even that. It's it would be like relative to like if Spanish people were talking to people that spoke Portuguese. Mm. Like a lot of the words are the same, but they still don't know what that's they're saying. You could like catch on. But you're like, okay, I still have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you could like, okay, I kind of have the context of what you're saying, but I don't know what you're saying. Right. So, so Jake, before we get too far into discussion, which is really easy for us three just to chat, <laughs> um, <laughs> for any of our listeners who may not know who you are, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself. For sure. Um, well, yeah, so I was born and raised in Butte, lived in Butte, Montana my whole life. And when I was about seven or eight, got into karate um, and martial arts. That's where I met Zach. And then through the years, got really involved with the church, um, had a life-changing experience with Jesus, gave my life to him, and started to get involved with TFL and Imperial BJJ and doing all that kind of stuff, serving the Lord faithfully. Then 11 months ago, I made a big life change. I moved over here to Cairo, Egypt to study abroad and to learn Arabic. And I've been living here since and absolutely loving it. That's awesome. So, whole life story condensed. Yeah, that was, that was good. Well yeah, that's about it. All you need to know. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's <laughs> it for this episode. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you season three. Uh, <laughs> So we talked a little bit about Arabic. You know, how has studying Arabic been for you? It's definitely been different. Um, Arabic, if you look at the, the scale of the most difficult languages that an English speaker could learn, Arabic and Chinese are at the top of the list. So Arabic is super hard. Definitely, it's one of the hardest things I've had to do mentally. One of the things that I didn't expect is the like physical exhaustion that comes from studying language mm. because you live in a culture where you don't hear English. Like every day you are battered by sounds that you don't recognize. Mm. And so you're constantly trying to understand it and to comprehend what you don't know. And it's like your brain is in overdrive all the time. So when I very first arrived, I would have to sleep like, much more than I was used to, like eight hours of sleep was not enough. Like I'd get done with Arabic class and I would just be exhausted and I would have to take a nap and like, you got to eat more because your, your brain is like physically burning calories from the amount of thinking that you're doing. Um, so it definitely has been a, a different experience, but however, like in my time here, I have progressed from that point to where now it's, it's normal. I mean, I, I feel comfortable in the language that I can speak with people around me and I'm not like scared to do anything because of lack of communication or anything like that. But I'm in a comfortable state right mm -hmm. now um, with my Arabic. So how fluent are you on a scale from one to 10? If some, if, if, if somebody comes up to you and just goes full bore Arabic, yeah. Can you understand I would say most that of it? Yeah. So I would say as far as fluency, maybe I'm, I'm at a, a five. I think that's like a good, a good grounds because for example, if somebody is to come up to me 
first, like there's levels, you know, if, if somebody comes up to you in the States, you will understand what they say. But here, because the education system is so different, because the class system is so different, you have people that are on a lower class who speak differently than people that are on a higher class. Mm. Um, so, and for example, people like have bad teeth here. They, they don't have the, the medical system that we have in the States. That contributes mm. to the way that they speak. So it might not be that I don't like know what they're saying, but I can't <laughs> understand what they're saying. Mm. Um, like somebody from Germany. But I can hold... <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I can hold a good conversation in Arabic. Um, like I can talk about, you know, basically whatever. And I'm at the point now where if I don't understand something, I can get to understand it with my Arabic. I, I don't have to resort to something else. So you would say like overall there's probably a level of communication that you always have to be ready to not understand <laughs> no matter how much arabic you yeah know, there's always going to be like that unknown of if i can actually understand that's this person. for sure and it also is like you know regions of life like i know what everything in my house is called in arabic so if i have to go to the store i have no problem getting it but say if i go to you know somewhere else that i've never been i've never learned any of the words you know it's like what the heck am i gonna do you know if i have to go to a if I drove a car and I have a problem with my car, I don't know how to say engine. I don't know how to say steering wheel, you know, sure. like, so there's a level of like, depending on what you've studied and what you've experienced, you won't know unless you've done it. So you're walking around with a what's carburetor. The, the, <laughs> no, like the, what book is that? A Lux, Luxor? No, that's a what hotel in Vegas. What kind of car do you drive? Um, no, Luxor is here in Egypt. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, what am I, what, what am I, that book with all the pictures. But that is the, the hotel in, in... in Vegas. I was there. A manual? Yeah. No, not a man, not, no, not a car, not, not a car. Oh. No, no, it's, it's a, it's a book. I had to have it in Morocco when I was studying. Um, oh, a dictionary? Not a dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> with pictures? Dang it! Never mind. It's it's yeah. It's little kid drawings of like a steering wheel, of like whatever. And they say you could learn any language through the book. Oh, interesting. Because if I sit down with you and you're speaking Arabic, I'll point at this. You tell me the name of it, and then I can figure. I can it out just imagine there. you walking down the streets, just like. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was picturing. Jake, he's going, burrito. <laughs> Are there any burritos here? For when he gets his uh, his his uh, Cairo car. Or a scooter, because they love scooters there, right? Yeah, lots of scooters. What was maybe one of the, you've been there for almost a year now. Yep. Maybe kind of take us back to when you first got there, or maybe a recent experience of something that was a, a culture shock moment for you. Sure. So when, like, to be honest, I didn't really experience a huge, like, culture shock. Like, there wasn't really anything to me that, was like so shocking that I didn't expect, except for the heat. I, I walked, because when I arrived here, I arrived in August. And so I walked out of the airport at 2 a.m. and it was 95 degrees. Mm. And I was like, what <laughs> did I just walk into? <laughs> like, I'm immediately sweating. I just traveled for 48 hours. Like I'm so tired. And I was like, it's 2 a.m. It should not be this hot. <laughs> Um, like that was the, the real like wake up call walking out of the airport and realizing like, I am not in Montana anymore. <laughs> like I am in the desert for sure. 
But on that idea of like culture shock, I, I tend to like to use the phrase culture stress more because there are things here that, that it's not shocking to you. You know, when you say like shocking, it makes it sound like it's so immediate and in your face. But culture stress is something that begins to wear on you after a time of three or four or up to six, eight months, you know. Mm -hmm. So one of the things for me during my first semester here was the traffic. So being from Montana, there's zero traffic, you know. Maybe a buffalo will walk across <laughs> the road on the way to Yellowstone, but there's there's no such thing. You make us traffic. sound like we're a desolate state. <laughs> like Zach and I are the only people who live here. Hey, I'll come yeah. on down. I got I got old Yeller out. This I morning. saw you walking up to your house last <laughs> night. Oh, you were watching me again. <laughs> <laughs> so you move from from the the buffalo in the road. So you move to Cairo that has so much traffic that that's all you know and no traffic laws. So here in Egypt, like they are known for how crazy the traffic is. Um, and so something that like started to like wear on me after three or four months is the cars honking because it's 2 a.m. The cars are honking outside. It's two in the afternoon. The cars are honking outside. But it's not like in the U.S., if somebody honks at you, it's because either they're mad at you or you did something mm -hmm. wrong or whatever. But the cars have their own language. So like a certain amount of beeps means I'm coming on your left or on your right or I'm behind you or whatever. But for me, like when you walk across the street and a car honks at you, they're just letting you know, hey, I see you. I'm not going to run you over. But for me, I had to get over the fact of this guy like honking at me like, oh, he's calling me a jerk or something <laughs> and wanting to be like, what? Like, I'm just walking. The American, walking here. The American walking. way. I'm walking here. Yeah, <laughs> no it's <respect>. literally like. <laughs> so for me, like, that was something. Every time a car would honk at me, I would have to think in my mind, don't get mad. Like, it's okay. Like, it doesn't mean what it means back home. Um, and that was definitely something that, like, I had to get over because it's not going to stop. Mm. You know, it's not like... Oh, it's fine. You know, you you got to get over that. Um, Can you imagine? So that's definitely yeah. doing that in the states, just like driving down Harrison Avenue, honking every time you pass somebody, and it's so funny. Like that's definitely probably going to be one of the reverse culture shock things sure. for me. Is when I return home, I'm going to start honking at everybody <laughs> and not even think anything of it, and people are going to be like, "Oh, this guy's a yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's this guy? Who's this big shot? Huh? Funny man? Huh? Yeah." Hey, I'm driving here. <laughs> There's this guy uh, that comes to jujitsu. So I don't know if you've seen Jumanji two. Uh, yes. The uh, next level or whatever. Great, it's great movie. Yeah, especially uh, for a sequel. I didn't think it was as good as it as the first one until I watched it again. It's it was really good. The first time I watched, it, I was like, ah, eh. and then I watched it again for some reason, and I was like, okay. The second time I watched it, Robert De Niro, man. Yeah, he's so good. Um, oh, wait. It wasn't Robert, like, wait, De Robert De Niro. Danny, <laughs> Danny DeVito. DeVito. Dude, when he said Robert, Robert De, Niro, De Niro, who the heck is that? They're like the same person. And right? I'm all, They've been I, in like... I'm all, oh yeah, man, they're good. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. But Danny DeVito portrayed by The Rock, you know, and he goes, Spencer? Spencer, is that you? So there's this guy, Nick, his name's Nick, who trains with us. But we give nicknames to everybody because that's kind of our thing, I don't know. But, um... Mike, our head instructor, always thought he would look like a Spencer. Perfect. So, 
now that I have this amazing knowledge of uh, Danny DeVito as The Rock, all I could think of when everybody's like, oh, Spencer, you're here. I'm like, Spencer! <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that was... movie was so good. A1 quality. Can't say I've seen it. It's, uh, it's pretty good. So, Have speaking... you seen the Egyptian version? <laughs> you know? It probably wouldn't Okay, I gotta turn well. the... Go ahead. I gotta yeah. turn the air conditioner on. Yeah, I'm sorry. See the sweat billowing down your forehead. <laughs> Is that why you took your shirt off? Yeah, I thought that conversation was just Sorry. getting to that point. Sorry about that, guys. Uh... You can put your pants back on now, Jake. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good to go. What kind of temperature do you like to keep your apartment or your whatever you call it? You know, about 100 is pretty comfortable. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you come up here into my house in the room we're in. And it's like 80 degrees, and I'm like, no, this is unacceptable. I am opening all the windows. Dude, it gets so hot in this room. Well, comparatively, imagine if it was 100 degrees. <laughs> Come up. I don't think your computer would work. It's not 100 degrees in my house. <laughs> we've, we've, uh, we've had a pretty mild summer so far in Montana. It's actually been pretty cold. Yeah. Why are you thinking so hard about that statement I just made? I was thinking about what temperature... I would. I prefer out of all the temperatures. <laughs> I've never seen Dakota think <laughs> so hard. Okay, what's like your ideal temperature? Are we talking like I think like sixty nine degrees. Any any 60. specific reason? Seventy seems too warm. Yeah, that's just too much, man. Sixty eight, sixty nine though. That's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so, do you for real like to keep it around a hundred in your apartment? No, no way. Oh, no. Thank, thankfully, we have air conditioners in every room of the house, so we try not to run them too much because of the pollution outside. It will actually get you pretty sick if you are just breathing in pollution constantly. Oh wow! But um, it probably stays, you know, seventy degrees in here, seventy-five maybe if it's kind of warm. That's nice. been in a series on balance on our podcast. Uh, you know, talking about the balance of justice, the balance of the cross, the balance of health. And, you know, we kind of, you know, talking about kind of culture stress, which you just mentioned, and just kind of getting used to life there, basically. How has it been for, for you sure. finding kind of probably a new balance, not the shoe, <laughs> and, you know, just kind of getting into a rhythm of life there? That's definitely one of the more difficult things that, I think people who live overseas struggle with um, like balance is definitely a big deal. Like Mike used to always say in um, jujitsu is like, if your car's off balance, it's not going to drive straight. You know, if, if you're off balance in your life, you're not going to go straight. Mm. Um, so like, there's a lot of, of things that, you know, you have to balance language and culture and abiding and spending time with Jesus, but also wanting to make friends and live in this new environment that you're not with and health and wellness like there's so many things that you want to check off the list which i haven't always done a good job of in my time here but i feel now that i have a a good balance of kind of everything that i have to get done but you know making sure that you're spending extravagant time with the lord and doing all those things that is so important but yeah it's definitely um an interesting kind of I don't know, season of, of balance here that 
I maybe be wasn't prepared for because I just didn't know what it would it would How entail. Could you, be? you know, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, exactly. What do you do for like training or recreation or like stuff like that? You mentioned before you found some BJJ, yeah. Yeah. So since the whole coronavirus pandemic of 2020, <laughs> uh, it's been a you know been a good time. Oh, I'm sure that creates so makes everything else that much more <laughs> difficult. So when I very first got here, I have a, a gym membership. Um, so I was really, really like active in the gym, made some good friends there and spent a lot of time there. Um, and just like a, just a recreational gym, you know, lifting or cardio or whatever, stuff like that. It took me a long time to find a BJJ gym, um, which I did find here. Uh, and pretty close to me, they have an open mat on Saturdays. Um, and it's not, yeah, not too far from me. Unfortunately, just because of my time and my schedule, I've only rolled once in the 11 months that I've been here. Mm. And it was in like November. Um, so right now, my kind of, I don't know, recreation and health is doing push-ups on my roof and jump roping because the gym's closed <laughs> and everything is closed. But uh, So speaking of kind of the, the COVID-19 crisis, has it been pretty impactful to Cairo? Yeah, we've had, um, it, it's not in the way that it has in the U S um, kind of been sitting back and watching what it looks like in the U S it's been a different experience here. Basically in March, they began the first series of shutting things down to where they shut down all schools, any public like government offices and anything like that. And then it got to the point where they instituted a curfew. So I, I think when the curfew first started, it was seven o'clock. You, you couldn't go outside of your house after seven until like 6 a.m. And if you did, you were subject to a fine of like 4,000 Egyptian pounds and like all this stuff. Then Ramadan hit. Now, if you are unfamiliar with Islam or anything like that, uh, Ramadan is a holy month in Islam and they fast, but it's, a big community kind of time. People spend all this time with their family. They spend a lot of time at the mosque in prayer and doing all these things. And so Ramadan is like, people are really, really close. There's big gatherings of people, but this was all during the epidemic and all the mosques were closed, like churches are closed, everything like that. So there's no prayer or anything, but people didn't care. They, they were still gathering. Uh, they were outside after the curfew, mm. things like that. Then the curfew started to change where it was lessened to um, 9 p.m. And then just as of, I think, July 1st, they have opened the borders here in Egypt um, oh, wow. for tourism. And they have um, removed the curfew. I think it is technically there's still a curfew until midnight or at, starting at midnight. But nobody listens. Mm. So... You're also required to wear a mask in any like public space. If you go to the grocery store, the, you know, the mall or the pharmacy or anything like that, you're supposed to have a mask on. However, people still don't really abide by that rule. Mm. Um, so it's been a, yeah, interesting kind of time. It reminds me of, uh, like in your situation, the meme that's like from the show Arthur and it's like, 
Uh, I think it was from Arthur. Maybe not. Anyways, it's like Halloween, and there's like a bowl of candy, and it says, please take only one. And so the older brother comes up and <laughs> takes one. The little girl takes like two handfuls, and the older brother's like, what the heck? It says only take one. And she's like, I can't read. <laughs> you know, it's been a different experience here being as like, I've heard a lot of people saying, like, why isn't the government doing more? Why isn't the government doing less? You know, like, all sorts of things. But Egypt, they there's never been a, a shutdown. You know, businesses have been open during the day the entire time. That's good. So, however, it it's because that Egypt, um, the, the wealth of people here and the, I don't know, income, I, I think the estimate is something like 60% of people live off of what they make today. So if they can't work, they can't feed their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they can't feed their families. So if they were to institute a, a full shutdown for two weeks, what would people do? Mm-hmm. There was a revolution in Egypt in just in 2014. People would revolt again. I mean, it, it's so fresh that it there's no way that they could shut down the, the country for, for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just impossible. So that's why they didn't do it. Um, but now it seems that things are going back to normal. The cases here in Egypt really haven't gotten that high. I mean, for the amount of population, it's not even over 80,000 cases, I think. Um, however, I, I doubt that all of that is reported. I mean, there's, sure. there's no the way, medical care. but I think that's true everywhere. And how many people live yeah. in Cairo? Population in Cairo depends on who you ask. Um, about 25 million people. There's, it depends if you count Giza as its own city, but in Cairo, they, on the map, it says Cairo and Giza as two cities. Here in Egypt, everything is Cairo, and there's little pockets around Cairo that are different, like, sectors. Mm -hmm. So, I live in Mohandasin, so you could almost count Cairo as the state rather than the city, and Mohandasin as my city, but Mm -hmm. it's more like a... I don't know, just an area, basically. Sure. But so Giza is one of those, like, sectors of Cairo. Um, but, yeah, depending on who you ask, population of Cairo is 25 million. The population of Egypt is right around 100 million to 110 million. Um, so, yeah. That's a few people. A little bit. 25 Montanas. Yeah. And... Not as much space. <laughs> so you ever run into someone you know at the grocery store? From Montana? <laughs> Just my roommate. <laughs> well, like, Montana's so big land-wise, but so stinking small. Like, a couple of months ago, Abby and I went on a getaway. We went to Missoula just to, like, get out of town for a while. We ran into our pastors at Target in another whole freaking town (laughs) that's funny so you kind of mentioned that there was a revolution in cairo a couple years back there's a revolution happening in the states kind of there is tfl revolution (laughs) (laughs) but you know kind of the the events uh which transpired from the george floyd incident and kind of the we, we talked extensively extensively about this with bogey valdez on our podcast about finding justice and the balance and justice, but have the events kind of happening in the U S right now impacted you at all in Cairo? Yeah. 
it's um, I've had many people tell me that the incidences and the protests and the riots and things that are happening in the U.S. look exactly like Egypt four years ago or in 2014, mm. uh, six years ago. Um, they said, like, that's what it looked like here. I mean, people were doing all sorts of things and they were getting tear gassed and all this stuff. And so people are like, one thing that I don't know if America realizes is everyone knows their business. Like mm -hmm. everybody knows Egyptian politics. Like I get in a taxi and they ask me, where are you from? I say, Oh, I'm American. He goes, Trump, Trump. I love Trump. They, they probably don't even know anything about Donald Trump, but they're like, I love Trump, you know? And so <laughs> it's just, uh, That's so funny. Interesting because it's like all eyes are on America all the time. Um, and people, they, they basically just ask if your family is safe, if everything is going, because from what they see, it's like, it looks like the whole country is burning mm -hmm. to the ground, you know? And so they're like, is your family okay? Is, is your mom and your dad okay? Like, are they safe? It's like, yeah, I, we only have a million people and three million cows where I live. They're fine, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah, they, people are definitely um, concerned, I think, about what's going on. Wow. It, well, in Egypt, was it like a same kind of revolution? Was it uh, like anti-police or? No, um, they were not. I, I don't know the entirety of the story. I So there was a revolution in 2011 and they like abolished their government and created an entire new system in 2011. Oh, wow. It lasted for three years, <laughs> and there was another revolution in 2014. And it was the same thing. They were, like, taking down... Basically, there was issues with the Muslim Brotherhood. The Muslim Brotherhood, which is, like, a terrorist organization, was... Um, There's a lot of corruption within the government mm. and a lot of things going on. And so the people, um, yeah, basically protested, rioted, and took down the the whatever government and now is replaced with a um, democracy that is under the new president and things like that. I say democracy because in quotes, because you can't see me um, because I don't think that people have as much freedoms as, as they think mm. they do. They're supposed to be able to, you know, vote in a new president. I'm not sure what the term is, but the president has the ability to change that law as he pleases. Oh, so, so he like can be president for so he can be president for ten more years just because he he wants to, you know. So there's no like court um, keeping him accountable kind of thing. No, I, I don't think they have anything like that put in place. Yeah. So that we there there's been this recent wave of uh, taking down statues, you know, Confederate statues in the U.S. Uh, I saw that they were taking down a Christopher Columbus statue. Uh, is there is there a revolution to take down the pyramids? <laughs> Go ahead and try, man. You're not moving them. <laughs> the aliens will come out and put it back together. The so. aliens. When you want to know, I Go ahead. people are always like, "Oh, the aliens built the pyramids, this or that." Listen, once you have lived in Egypt, there's no doubt in my mind that these people <laughs> built those pyramids. Right? I was helping somebody move the other day. And they, they have a refrigerator and an oven and this and that. And we're moving it into this, this flat on the fourth floor, okay? No elevator. I watched an Egyptian carry a couch eight feet by himself up four flights of stairs and then carry a refrigerator on his back by himself. 
they're like <laughs> and and it's not like it's like this guy is huge or ripped mm. or anything he's just some average guy <laughs> he's <just laughs> up the refrigerator walking up the stairs it's like these are definitely the people that built the pyramids there's no doubt in my mind and with the help of aliens well then there's like a jet engine going by outside <laughs> a race car going <laughs> by that's what we call a, a super fast cow over here in montana <laughs> pretty technical term super fast yeah <laughs> cow <laughs> so jake with you know your time in cairo you know you've been gone about a year definitely getting used to things over there what's sure. something that you might be able to pull maybe recently or kind of looking at the entire the entirety of your time in Cairo what's something that maybe God has been teaching you uh, through your time there for sure um, I mean God has taught me so much here I, I mean like language and culture and everything like that there, there's no way that you can do that without the Lord I mean there's just no way but aside from that I mean like the Lord has really taught me that if he is not my satisfaction and like truly if the lord is not your satisfaction you won't be satisfied no matter what it is um and like if if you ask god to make you bold and it's not like oh the lord is going to give you like all of these powers that now all of a sudden you're bold but god is going to give you opportunities to to be bold and to see if okay you want to be bold here's the opportunity if if you want to be patient you're going to have an annoying person talk to you and that's your opportunity you know um yeah like like god will will give us the opportunities to do what we are asking and i think when we pray and me and zach have talked about this so much over the years because it's such a like such a process like john 15 5 we talk about like I'm the vine and you are the branches. And if you remain in me and I in you, then you will bear much fruit. And it talks about how God is the the, the pruner and, and he's cutting off any branch that doesn't bear fruit and he throws it away into the fire. And this this idea of, of what I think Zach coined as reciprocal indwelling years ago of, of the Lord dwelling in me and I dwelling in the Lord. But when we make that prayer of God, I want to be pruned. It's like you better be ready to be pruned because – it's not like God is going to take that lightly and the Lord prunes you. Like we've said this before a hundred times, not with a, a soft dainty white glove and little shears, but like God pulls out an ax and a chainsaw. He starts sawing. Um, and it's like, he's going to take off what isn't pleasing to him. And, and he's going to make you into something that does please him, that brings him much, much glory and much fruit. Um, and it's like you, you can't be ready for that because you don't know what God's going to take away from you mm -hmm. that isn't bringing glory to him. Right. Um, but it's like such a, like, don't pray that if you're not ready for it to happen mm -hmm. because it's, it's such a experience. And, and I feel like I've matured in many ways in my relationship with the Lord. And like in my abiding time is more than just like reading two chapters a day and praying for 10 minutes. You know, it's like when you get into that, that abiding in Jesus, it, it becomes less of a like, oh, this is off my checklist, but it's like a, I, I want to spend time with the Lord. It's my time with the Lord is sweet. Mm -hmm. it, it's like a, it's like hanging out with your friends playing Fortnite for hours. Like you have fun doing it. When, when you get into that intimacy with God, it, it's something that you don't want to leave. Mm -hmm. 
You know, it's like you you want to learn more about God. You want to memorize more scripture. You want to sing praise to him because it's he's worthy. Yeah. You know, like he has done everything and he has been so like consistent and he has revealed himself in so many ways that how could you not, right. you know? And it's just been even through Arabic, I have learned more like about the Bible opening up because I've been reading the Bible in Arabic and struggling through it because it's hard, but learning more about who God is because Arabic is very similar to the Hebrew in which it, it was written. So this is like a really cool story that I had no idea. Um, and it totally blew my mind. So Bethlehem. Uh, okay. Let me ask you if you know the significance of why Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Uh, I, from what I remember, it has to do with his genealogy. Like God was returning a king to that town. Okay. So this is, so Bethlehem in Arabic is Beit Lahm. And it's like pretty close, but Beit Lahm literally means the house of meat. And Bethlehem in its day was known as the area where people would get their sacrifices. Oh, wow. So when you would need your, your sin atonement or your sin sacrifice, you would buy your sacrifice from Beit Lahm, the house of meat, for your sacrifice. The significance of Jesus being born in Beit Lahm is to, to foreshadow his coming as the perfect sacrifice. Wow. And learning that, it was like the Bible consistently is, is just foreshadowing its future. Yeah. You know, like we see um, with Abraham and Isaac, Abraham being willing to sacrifice his son but then God made a way to foreshadow, like, then God comes and he says, I'll make another way and I'll sacrifice my son. Um, it's just so cool to see that the Bible, like, just it, it foreshadows itself and it, it brings, like, I don't know. It, it was just so cool. That to is me. really cool. Always proving itself, you know, relevant. and Yeah. How, how God's plan is so good and, mm -hmm. and it works and it makes sense. You know, even if we don't, like, like we were talking about at the beginning, you know, we may not understand all of it and we're not going to but you know just things like that where it's like man that just totally works yeah fits now, perfectly yeah now just a couple other questions that we wanted to ask you jake is maybe something that you would share with anybody who is considering you know a relationship with the lord maybe wants to go into some form of ministry you know, what advice would you give that person? Yeah, I think um, considering a relationship with the Lord is like such a, a no brainer. You know, it's like God has is so faithful and he will prove himself over and over. You know, it's like if, if you are like, OK, God, I'm going to give this thing a chance. Like, Lord, will you prove yourself to me? Buckle up, man. Like, just <laughs> settle in because God will prove himself to you. Mm -hmm. Like I've said before, like if you can't see the hand of God moving, you're blind. Right. You're not looking. Um, so just just do it. And as far as like ministry and, and, you know, considering that. I would say. If you aren't ready to lower yourself to serve people, then it's not the position for you, because ministry is not like a oh look at me I'm, I'm such a good preacher i'm such a good you know worshiper or, or this or that but it's following the example of jesus and humbling ourselves to the point of a servant to serve people 
because that's ultimately the goal. I mean, we, we want to serve people to exalt God. We want to exalt Christ who was the humble servant. Um, so if, if you are wanting to do ministry for any other reason than wanting to glorify God, you got to rethink it. Um, because Jesus will get his, his glory no matter what. And that's going to be on your, um, your own, uh, shearing of the, the tree. Like God will cut it down. Um, and he will, will humble those that, that need it. So yeah, just be, be willing to serve people. Like, like that's our position, you know, to serve. Yeah. That's good. Um, you are an avid member of the jujitsu committee. Uh, what? Committee. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> How's that IBJJF committee yeah. position going? <laughs> uh, BJJ community, even though you haven't rolled in, since November. Um, but what is your favorite thing about BJJ? Um, <clears throat> Glad you asked. <laughs> Never thought we'd get here. Let me... Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, I love BJJ. Like, I love choking people unconscious <laughs> and seeing the just blood drain from their heads. But <laughs> but more than that, like, I I love the, the brotherhood of BJJ. You know, like, there's just some aspect of, of training with people and, like, giving part of yourself. You know, like you're you're training hard and you're sweating and bleeding and you're hyperextending your elbow every other roll. It's like people that you do that with, you you develop such a bond. You know, like the the friends and the brothers um, and sisters. I'm I'm not <laughs> being prejudiced. Um, that I've made in in jujitsu is like it, it goes so much farther beyond just the mat. Yeah. You know, it's like such a a relationship that, that you build with those people because it's so, I don't know. It's more than that. I hate to use the word intimate because, <laughs> but really is, though, yeah. you know, it's like a, it's a, you're close and you are, yeah, giving part of yourself all the time. When you know? we talked about TFL and what TFL is, I don't remember what episode that was, but we talked about that very thing and, and how, you know, the relationships that you build through that brotherhood and bond of, Dakota and I on the mats for five hours, mm -hmm. you know, exerting ourselves and how much more vulnerable could you be with someone until you tap, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. like, you know, complete submission. That's why it's called a submission. You know what I mean? But through that, there's bridges built with people, um, you know, and a lot quicker than other ways, you know, when a stranger comes in and trains enough to where he could finally roll or whatever, or is learning a submission. I mean, it's a cool thing and a cool way to kind of build, you know, friendships and a bond with somebody. Yeah. And, and like you said, it sure. goes way beyond the mats. And one of the places that it goes to is the potentially the ER. <laughs> That's Have you, had, you know, I've personal oh, experience sorry. with this. I've, um, I've been to the emergency room with Zach more times than I should have been. <laughs> so one of the last nights of rolling before Jake got on the airplane to go to Cairo, we uh, spent the evening in the emergency room. Wow. It was literally like your last time rolling, wasn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. Was, I mean, what a it, it was forced to it be was my last well, time rolling. Whether it was supposed to be or not. 
what if you don't mind me asking, what got broken or torn? He got or... he got snippy with me, you know. Yeah, yeah. You ever just talk back to your mom when you were a kid? <laughs> you know, it was, it was like that. What what you what you say, Jake? Yeah. Excuse me. We were, we were drilling, if I recall the story correctly. We were drilling kind of this pass, um, an open guard pass or half guard pass, where you kind of put your knee on the other person's chest belly. Oh area, yeah, that sounds. And super you use it as a safe. wedge. And not to say any names, but my dad was partnered up with. Jake. So I'll say it anyways. And he, you know, my dad's not necessarily the lightest guy in the world. <laughs> um, he's not gigantic, but he's, he's big. He's tough. He's a big dude. He's a big guy. So he was drilling on Jake and like doing the move, and all of a sudden, like Jake's entire chest cavity caved into his lungs. Oh, you just hear a pop. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake's like, man, I don't, that hurt. You know, he wasn't feeling too hot. Because I'm like, man, do we need to go to the yard again? Because <laughs> we've gone there for like, you know what? Things. That was the night that, uh, that uh bacon and no 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 who somebody got promoted that night mm, was it bacon on circus maybe no no it was squints i think that got promoted that night was it no 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 squints, somebody squints just got promoted not too long ago um okay no no you're no. right i think Ooh. it was something special that night dang it might have even been your dad oh i don't maybe remember that was it yeah, somebody. Yeah, you're totally right. Now that I recall, because we, we sucked it up and stayed through the class, and then yeah, because I was in the pictures and all the blood <laughs> is right. drained from my face it's because I'm like dying. <laughs> so I gotta go back and look now at the yeah, picture. Yeah, you find it. But here's here's what ended up happening: is we went to the ER, fun trip. Um, then we got back and they did they did an X. <laughs> did an x-ray on jake's chest but first they took off his shirt you know and then put on that little nightgown thing right <laughs> so so i'm sitting in the little half room or whatever you know wondering what else is going on i'm just so curious but there's a couple really funny stories involved in this but here's one of them is jake they they, they take him down to get x-rayed i'm just chilling in the room he comes back <laughs> and he's just he's just ready to burst into laughter because he gets back there, and this is the way he told it. I don't know if this is correct, exactly right, but he comes back and goes, well, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> because he got back there, and the little nurse, you know, was ready to take it. And he looks down at his little nightgown and kind of goes, oh, do you need me to take this off? For the x-ray? <laughs> the x-ray sees through your skin into your bones. It's like a millimeter thing. <laughs> I'm like, man, was she thinking you were trying to hit on her? Hey, need, need me to take He's this off? He's just looking for an excuse to declothe. <laughs> oh man, yep, that was it. Was a uh, it was circuit? No, not circus. Um, chef and bacon, I think. Oh, there we go. What a great duo of nicknames. Chef and bacon, and then Bacon's <laughs> son's name is yeah. Mater. <laughs> yeah, we Mater. a couple of the new nicknames we have. Jake is Ricochet. Okay. Um, Lexi has the name Panda Express now. Perfect. Don't know if you were there for that one. Um, but ever since we got to the new academy, uh, uh, there really hasn't been that many nicknames given out lately. Yeah, okay. You, you want to subcontract that to me? I can come in and nickname all, all yeah. the newbies. You just see Dakota over on the edge with a clipboard. Yeah, right. just taking notes. Yeah. Mm, that guy <clears throat> has white shoes. Here's an attribute of this guy. <laughs> 
Grenade. I want. I want to nickname somebody Grenade. Yeah, Speedwagon. Oh, that's the name of the cow that went by. For some <laughs> oh, reason, I... oh, Speedwagon. Oh, Speedwagon. Not there. Trying to get him to the butcher again. <laughs> just takes off. Oh, <laughs> um, well, Jake. That's kind of concludes our questions. <laughs> We're and drilling that you. Our questions for the, today's topic. I did want to say that I'm extremely proud of you. Um, I'm proud to be supporting what you're doing. And uh, I love hearing about everything that's going on in Cairo. And uh, I can't imagine anyone else that would do a better job. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Thank yeah, you, and we, we appreciate you being in our corner. And I hope you know what you do, that we are in your corner. Yeah. Um, lifting you up, always always praying for you. Um, you know, and really always excited to hear back, uh, you know, about the good and the bad that you're going through. Because we know there might be a lot of pressure for you to be like, yes, things are great. And there's always <laughs> awesome things happening. And, you know, but we know that sure. life life is true wherever you are. Yeah. And life sometimes isn't fair and things don't go as planned, you know. So, you know, I know that some can sometimes put a lot of pressure um, on on people yeah. in your scenario so but just know through the thick and thin we uh, are in your corner man mm-hmm. imperial brazilian jiu-jitsu offering quality training with affordable payment plans and discounts for all military personnel police officers nurses firefighters first responders and college students imperial bjj is the place to start your jiu-jitsu journey with classes available from six years old to adult in a clean, modern facility, it's a place for the whole family to benefit together. Imperial BJJ, where beginners start every day. So Jake, probably the most important question we ever ask anyone on this podcast is what would be your walkout song? And his name is John C. You know? <laughs> Um, I mean, we, I walked out a few times in the, the old, uh, what the heck is that place? Lewistown? Plains, not Plains, Lewistown. <laughs> yeah. A couple times and had a few, uh, a few scuffs, little songs, but you know, I think I'd have to pick the, uh, tempo by KB. Jake has yeah. a little Honda and no well not now. <laughs> I'm like, wow. That was my that was my rap name. Yeah, little, 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 little Honda. Honda. That was his mat name. <laughs> What's up, little Honda? <laughs> that was that was an engine. Are you sure? I don't know. No, it almost sounded like a country twang. And that's, that's what I thought too. Dang it! Dang it. <laughs> I hate country so much. Whoa! Oh, it just makes me angry just even thinking about country. <laughs> like instantly, like I'm just irritated right now. All of a sudden, maybe lock them doors. <laughs> Oh man! All right, we're done. We're done here. I gotta go. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Jake. No, but Jake has this uh, a, a sub. 
okay, here's a funny story. The sub that I bought oh, from you. Okay. I gave to you. I gave you twenty dollars. He bought it for twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I spent the twenty dollars on you. Well, that doesn't mean you gave it. Oh, to okay. Me. You bought it for me. You bought it for me. Thanks, Jake, for remembering. Um, that was when we were. Remember? Oh yeah, this was fun. This is when like I first got to know you. It was at Dairy Queen, and I still didn't know what to think of you. It was a weird, awkward. You lunch, probably actually. still don't know what to. No, think no, of no you. I never. There's always a level of unknown. I always, <laughs> I always feel like you might stab me. Okay, don't look at me like that. <laughs> but uh, for some reason, you had a you offered me a sub a ten inch subwoofer. I'd never hooked it trunk. up before. But I don't know how we got to that conversation. Anyways, I think you were saying something like, "Man, I think I could really use like a sub. I should go buy one like in the next month or something." I was like, "Like, guess what? I got Lord one provides, in my trunk it? right now that I never has seen sound before." So I bought it from you, and then it was in my trunk for a while till <laughs> Jake's birthday came up, or something like that. It was Christmas. I don't quite remember. It was April Fool's Day, probably, or something. <laughs> so I had my my man Jake and I used to work at the restaurant together, and I had my manager convinced that Jake's birthday was on July fifteenth, when it's actually it's coming January up, January fifteenth. <laughs> and so when he was, I'm ready for my gift. <laughs> so when he was, um, you know, we get like twenty dollars from the staff or something and so he goes my birthday is coming up and and like my manager goes no it isn't <laughs> it was like january 7th or something and i'm like yep it's it's not till july <laughs> anyways i ended up giving jake the subwoofer and some cords and stuff i think all he had to do was basically go get it installed yeah and you gave me the amp too oh yeah the, there was an amp with it oh, yeah so he had, he had the whole thing but anyhow with like songs like tempo and that jake would just bump in this little <laughs> honda with that little 10 inch sub but you would know i'd be sitting outside jujitsu with like the horses in the back song playing at like just shaking the whole like, parking lot oh you mean old town road the horses in the back song <laughs> <laughs> you must be from montana you know that horses in the back song <laughs> I love what those new kids are doing on those country songs. Oh. Either way, I'm glad uh, glad you like that subwoofer. Your dad drives that car around now. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if he's bouncing I, in there. I, we should you know, ask. Ozzy Osbourne or Led Zeppelin. So whenever I'm flipping through the, the FM, I was going to say the FM transmitter. <laughs> you are so old. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, whenever I'm flipping through the effing radio. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whenever you're just surfing surfing them radio waves. You know, whenever like some classic 80s, like, you know, ACDC song or something um, comes on. I always think of Jake's dad because he just loves, you know, 80s rock. And so. Exactly that. So, like a song will come on that's clearly by Led Zeppelin. And I will record myself being like, man, I love the Rolling Stones. Your dad would oh, love this song. Oh, <laughs> I'll send it to Jake. Savage. <laughs> you and I have had some embarrassing moments. Uh, and wanted to ask you, do you have an embarrassing story you'd like to share with our Cross Joke listeners? Ah. Uh. 
man of while i've been here or just any oh many um, up to you okay one of the most embarrassing things that happened to me here was like my fourth day here i uh okay i'm not the best with directions all right you could just <laughs> back in the day playing like black ops 2 zombies in the in the, the Alcatraz. Alcatraz, Zach would be like, "Okay, you need to get to the roof." I'd be like, "Bro, come on, man!" I'd <laughs> be like, "Down." I don't know. How yeah, to like down that. in like the the warden's area or something, and we got everything unlocked, um, and we had we got somehow split up. You know, it's like round twenty five. <laughs> it's getting real. And I'm like, "All right, dude, let's go to the roof. Let's go to the roof." And I can't like guide him, right? You know, and he's like, he's like <laughs> doing circles. <laughs> let's be honest, that map is very confusing. Dude, I had that map down. <laughs> Zach still remembers it right but, now. I, dude, I'm going yeah, through it in my head. Yeah, he still knows where all the parts are. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not the best with directions, okay? And when you move to a new country where you have, like, no friends and you don't speak the language and you don't know anything, that's, like, not a good thing to not know where you're at, right? So, I had only walked to school with other people, okay? Like, three or four times. And I knew that my school was right by a Hardee's and a Kentucky Fried Chicken that are right next to each other. <laughs> and today's the day for me to walk to school by myself. And I'm like, all right. So I get on Google Maps and I look, I, I Google Kentucky Fried Chicken because I was like, there can't be that many. And it's right next to a Hardee's. So I'll know that's the one. And so I find it, boom, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Hardee's right next to each other. Perfect. I walk out the door. And I start walking and I'm like halfway there and I'm like looking around. This just doesn't look right. Like it just doesn't look familiar. And as I'm walking there, this lady is crossing the street and gets hit by a car. And I'm like, what is going on? And so I see this lady get hit by a car. I have class in five minutes and I'm looking around. Okay. There's Kentucky fried chicken and there's Hardee's. And I'm like, where the heck am I? I'm not in the right spot. So it just so happens that there is another Kentucky Fried Chicken and another Hardee's that are right next to each other on the absolute opposite way that I walk. <laughs> and so I call up one of my classmates and I'm like, I don't know where I am. I, I was starting to panic. I was like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, just get in a taxi and tell them this area, this is where you want to go. I'm like, okay. So get in the taxi and tell him, and he brings me there, and he goes, okay, where in this area? And I'm like, Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> That's all I know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Could you be more American to that so, guy? <laughs> and so I, I make it, and uh, I was so embarrassed because I just went that totally wrong way. It was like my first day walking by myself, and I totally screwed it up. And, oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, that was... But that was also, like, scary because I would, like, saw the lady get hit by the car and couldn't communicate with anybody. And I was like, <sighs> okay, I have no idea where I am. <laughs> and what are the odds of that? Are all Kentucky Fried Chicken next to Hardee's out there? You know, I I don't think so. But that in that case, in that case were... is it like a Home Depot and Lowe's situation, <laughs> right? you know? Yeah. Or, like, McDonald's and, like, Subway or something. Wait, Subway what? and <laughs> Town Pump. I was like, maybe that's a beef thing. 
McDonald's and like Taco Bell. They still always see my Yeah, they're really. pretty close often. Or like a Wendy's. You know, they're always right there. You know, you know, you got your fast food strip in every city. Right. For the spirit, which is the word of God, Jesus Christ. Romans ten nine. And kunt tishahed befemek wa taul Isa hawamalena wa and kunt tumen bekalbek and Allah akemu and elmut fa enek tanegu. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Nice. Amen. That was cool. I mean. I mean. Our second PSN code, Dakota, is 5PA4A4N5JBFE. First come, first serve. Jake, go, 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 go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you have not a PlayStation there, but an Xbox. An Xbox, yeah. And me and uh, Microsoft aren't good buddies. You and Microsoft aren't good buddies. When we were preparing to do this this uh podcast episode with you, we were thinking about doing it through Skype. So our software right now is enabling us to record the audio from this FaceTime call and then later edit it. But originally, when Dakota and I were testing this out, we were trying to do Skype. And, you know, if, if you don't know, Skype is owned by Microsoft. And all of us are very Apple-oriented people. I am now. <laughs> and used to be. <laughs> we were literally... All, all we were trying to do was for Dakota and I to become friends on Skype. That's it. And then do a test. <laughs> or at least just call. That's it. <gasps> Nothing fancy. No. We do, do, we couldn't figure it out. We spent like 20 minutes. Like enough to where Dakota, Dakota downloaded Skype, logged in. Yep. We tried to find each other. Yep. And that was what we tried to do for like 20 minutes. Literally da deleted it so fast. Da Dakota that. finally goes, okay, I'm deleting this. And I go, I go, <laughs> okay, we'll just do FaceTime. Yeah, what... Because there's always been, like, a thing in my brain that says Skype is more stable. Right? I don't know where that came from. Because I used to use it true. a lot, like, when I was in high school. Yeah, but it's totally not true. Well, we, we didn't even call. So how, do I, how do I even know? <laughs> hey, right, yeah. But this has been really, like, like uh, reliable. You know what I mean? It's right now. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways. <laughs> With that in mind, you have an Xbox made by Microsoft. They're terrible. Yeah. How how has that been for you? <laughs> you know, that's the biggest culture shock. Day, yeah, the biggest culture there's, shock. <laughs> there's going to be a day that I put the Dual Shock back in my hands, and it's going to be weird because I've been playing the Xbox. Oh, like that's so sad. But I hate, I hate Microsoft. <laughs> like they they don't own a program that is easy to use Agreed. the xbox interface is so stupid like how how do i find the settings i don't know how do i find another game i don't know like microsoft teams we use teams all the time i that that's the stupidest thing in the world yeah. <laughs> skype yeah good and luck. when you ask an xbox user for instance my brother-in-law i'm like okay how do i add someone in my party i don't know i'm like you've had this for like five years and you don't know how to create a party no i'm like well how do i turn my chat volume up i don't know I'm like 
<laughs> you should. He's like, you shouldn't have to. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's been fun. You only recently, I mean, the last couple of months, found that Xbox. You know. Yeah. I know it's 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 been a big helper for you in the downtime of COVID quarantine. For sure. And we've actually been able to play a couple games of like Fortnite um, and Rocket League as well. Gotta love that crossplay, man. Yeah, crossplay, which is something very, very new to the uh, Sony PlayStation ecosystem. So that's been cool. You want to hop on right now? Yeah, I'm free, so man. You just hear beep. <laughs> All right, guys. So the next yeah. hour is gonna be us uh, <laughs> streaming on Twitch as What's well. What's up, guys? This is now a Twitch stream. <laughs> <laughs> so Dakota, this this may be a great time to to announce TFL Esports. I mean, it would be. What's up, guys? Presenting <laughs> TFL Esports. Dakota's going live on Facebook Gaming every <laughs> oh, <gosh>. with <laughs> 7 p.m. Montana with back, time. With back <laughs> Shoot me in the hand, would you? Yeah, with, with chess. <laughs> Facebook, uh, what's it, bingo or something? You ever play chess yeah. against a computer? I oh, mean, dude. Playing words with friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm a mobile streamer. <laughs> I play words with friends. <laughs> All it is is screen Watch recording. me beat my grandma in Scrabble. <laughs> you upload the screen recording to Instagram stories. <laughs> yeah. Check out this move, guys. <laughs> uh, TFL Esports coming soon. 2021. <laughs> Maybe. 2024. <laughs> All right. Well, Jake, we appreciate you joining us today. The honor's been mine. Really, it was fun. <laughs> oh, man, and we miss you. We really look forward to the next time you're able to come to the States, whenever that may be. I know the travel restrictions sure. are pretty big there. You might have been planning a little stay here for um, a certain time. I don't know. But either way, I know things have been thrown yeah. off. Uh, but either way, the next time we for see sure. you, we'll have to do another podcast in person, which would be fun. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, so if you guys don't have uh, Venmo, you can just Venmo Zach uh, for plane tickets so you can come visit me. Um, I also need somebody to bring me some Girl Scout cookies or something that I've been missing, so. Come on, got me a morning. Yeah. And on that note, that is it for this episode. Thank you to our sponsors and cornermen for making this episode possible. Be sure to stay up to date on all things TFL by following us on all social platforms, and we will catch you next time. Next time. Next time. Thank you so much for listening to Season 2 of Cross Choke. It was a blast creating this episode, and we hope you enjoyed listening. Submit any fun questions, inquisitive comments, serious requests, or hilarious stories to tflministries.com slash podcast. Feel free to follow Zach at Andobute and myself at South Friday. Have an amazing day and join us next time on Cross Choke. are listening to cross choke please leave us a review on your podcast service of choice and share with your friends why are you laughing at me
<laughs> What's so funny? Did you just rip a blunt or something, bro? Why? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> it was a vocal cue. I'm so sorry. But it just sounds like your your excitement level went from like a five to like a negative one. I think it's the I think it's the echo. <laughs> so oh, there's a little bit of an echo happening here. What's um, I can redo it. Let's let's redo it. Um, I'm really I'm sorry like, I lost it. You are listening. You, to well, yeah, you go. Choke. Let's open things up. You are listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'll shut up. So, Jake, you don't need to say your name if you don't want to. <laughs> that would be so awkward <laughs> to say my own name. We'll, we'll say it. I don't know. I, I didn't know what else to put there. It's kind of weird to say Jake's name, but I thought it'd be cool. Big Papa. <laughs> <laughs> um, Whenever you're ready. Um, oh, okay. Uh, we're going for it, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so you and I will our thoughts. Sure. Anything else you wanted to ask Dakota? Uh, I, I, I slurred off there like I had a stroke. <laughs> hey, oh yeah. No. That's so funny. It's so hard with this echo to I'm to getting talk. used to it, bro. I, I feel like I'm in a cave. I do not feel that way yet. No. <laughs> no. Such a savage. <laughs> <laughs> 